This episode of Blitzed is brought to you by Rip Curl's new surf flick, The Kangs. Made by the same crew who brought you postcards from morgues and free scrubber. Yeah, that's right. Nick Pollett and Vaughn Deadly. It's out now, and if you haven't seen it, what are you doing with yourself? Just jump on any streaming device and cop the latest instalment from The Search. Featuring Mick, he's that fucking good fanny, Mace Ho, and as you've never seen him before, three-time world champ, Gabby Medina. The boys are off on a hardcore down under adventure, and uh, you will be sitting right alongside them, a fly on the wall, as they find Cone, Cone, and more Cone. The Kangs, it's out now. Go scope it. Competition surfing. Rashes. Swellians, how's your competitive surf horn going? How's your rippy was finals fever treating ya? You feeling the potential? You feeling the potential greatness? You feeling the potential greatness of Australian world champ? You feeling the potential greatness of Australian world champ named Vortex Shaman, T-Dub, Hewing, or the Pickle? You feeling the hot knife of defeat run through Pip and Queen Reese? Or are you feeling the pre-game jitters creeping into Marksy, Katie, and rip your dick off, Chianka? We'll start feeling it because the rashies have officially been handed out and the updated forecast is looking pretty juicy for a decent swell. I can't fucking believe it. And the whole show could explode onto your screen in the early hours of this coming Monday morning. Fuck, can you believe it? Finals footy straight into the Rippy Was Finals. Oh, oh yes, Australia, best sporting nation on earth, and uh, this is shaping up. This is shaping right up. So uh, it's been a big week. We've been uh, trying to uh, get as much info out here as we can, and a few quick takeaways from the uh, Rippy Was ramp up so far. Day one, the pickle is backing herself. She sounds a hundred percent leaned in on her prep. And uh, she is fucking backing herself all the way in. World champs, Willie and Kings, Parco and Oki put their expertise in behind Griff and Marksy. They let their heads, not their hearts, do the bit. And I've got to say it, but um, they reckon a little boil over there from uh, Marksy and uh, they like what Griffin's bringing with the hometown crowd. Marksy, who appeared on the show with her coach, Louis Egan. She just seems relaxed, doesn't she? She's in form. She's building momentum. And as the only goof, she could just bring that extra juice. If there's swell on finals day, mate, she could be blowing the back out of it. Oh, yeah, don't you worry about that. Uh, Ronnie Blakey, in a brainzo scoop that nobody wanted or saw coming, called that he is feeling one more year of Rippy Was finals at Trestles, possibly more. Uh, silence out of camp was about the future of the Rippy Wars finals post-Trestles. And uh, Ronnie's call, based on nothing but the sniff of the air, is uh, that we might be stuck 
in Southern California. To which I say... Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. Man, that would be a fucking little damp spot that none of us wanted to roll into and sleep on. Uh, What else? Smithy caught up with the Vortex Shaman. Oh, my God. Did you catch that one? He is vibrating at a level not even Siddhartha Gautama reached during his wanderings and eventual enlightenment. The belief glands are at full throb. And you better believe... The Vortex Shaman is backing himself in. A couple of other little scandals that busted out during the week was uh, whew, a leaked was doc. Two competitors featuring a bit of a lowdown on the judging criteria, which expressed a desire to see monster airs during the finals. I don't know if I believe it. I mean, yeah, I believe the letter. And I do believe that the uh, was want to see some progressive surfing, but... Man, are they dead set going to uh, start throwing down excellent rides for punts over start-to-finish turbocharged swoops? Hmm. Stinks to me, but it could play right into Hewing's hands. I mean, imagine everyone with that uh, criteria in their brains just doing little cartwheels, going for uh, and looking for Hail Mary launch pads while the fucking North Stratty tractor-driving V8 rail shaman just goes to work dismembering the living fuck out of the joint with his girthy, meaty power game. I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. And, um, yeah, this is, uh, I just thought that. For an air to get a score, it is going to have to be out of the box. It won't just be a couple of fucking comboed airs. It's going to have to be proper send to the moon and maybe beyond because uh, I just... I just can't see this year being decided on, you know, fucking full full rotors. It just it it goes against everything. Like, if, I mean, where is Italo Fiera right now? Is he fucking bawling his eyes out into that cute little YSL leather handbag that he bought to soothe that stretched cartilage in his already flexed knee? I mean, uh, far out. Uh, it, it is salt in the wounds for Italo if uh, they start looking for airs. In this Rippy Was Finals. Uh, still a couple more insights to go before finals day. We're going to hear today from Queen Riss uh, to get a little bit of an insight on how she plans to control the nerves after last year's Nightmare on the Stones. Oh, oh it was gross. Oh, my God. I feel once the joy of Steph's just remarkable run through that event sort of dissipated, you were just left with this hollow feeling for Riss more and... Um, Look, I'm not going to lie. This is her first appearance on Ain't That Swell. And as soon as I heard her voice, I just melted into a smitten, gooey puddle. And I don't think I've been this lovestruck since Cliffy Lyons sat next to me at Brookie Oval in 2008. So, uh, yeah, you'll have to excuse the outrageous butter that I just smother all over the five-time world champ and uh, Olympic gold medalist in this poor effort to interview her. Um, but I make no apologies for such behaviour because, as you'll hear, she is the queen, and if she wins this year, then it's a win for all of us, not just as fans of good surfing, not just as fans of all that is right in the world, but for fans of humanity and the future and life on this planet. So uh, accept with gratitude the sweet, sweet voice of the Aloha Queen, Carissa Moore, as she attempts to go for number six. 
And finally, just speaking of Queens, tomorrow we'll be dropping our all-star panel show on YouTube and here on the podcast platform with 93 world champ and battler queen Pauline Mensah, the two-time world number one, three-time CT victor and two-time top five place getter. Don't forget, if the uh, Rippy Was finals format existed in 2016 and 2017, Matt Wilkinson would have been surfing for world titles twice. And they will be joined by the OG finals day contender, our only Aussie in that original men's world championship decider at Trestles, Morgan Morgie Siblick. Postcards from Morgs. On your Morgie. So that's where we're at, Swellians. There's still a few more insights to come before they fire off that hooter over the lineup at Trestles. But do yourself a huge solid and get in behind the Australians. I know we've got international listeners and get in behind your crew too. But to everyone, you have an obligation as Swellians to back them in, Robbo, hey. Ethan, hey. Tyler, hey. and Molly. Dog. Oh, sorry. They're doing it for you. They're doing it for us. They're doing it for the country. Get up there, you good things. Get back on protection, you man. And here right now is Queen Carissa. Hello? Carissa. Hi, how's it going? Oh, my God. This is so exciting. I can't believe you're finally coming on Ain't That Swell. This is the greatest. I'm actually starstruck and in awe right now. Oh my gosh, don't be silly. No, thank you so much for um, wanting me to, to, to chat. Oh, we have been dying to have you on this show. We've tried to get you a few times uh, in Australia for our live ones, but uh, it just hasn't really lined up. But uh, this is a magic moment for me, Riss. I'm so stoked. Thank you for coming on. Of course, of course. Um, cool. Let's go for it. Uh, congratulations, first of all, on just an incredible year. Holy moly. Uh, far out. Three wins. Um, pipe, Margaret's, uh, Surf Ranch, semis in El Salvador and Rio and J-Bay. I mean, it's been an amazing year. I don't think you've won three events since maybe 2015. Uh, and... I'm just curious, yeah, how do you reflect on this year, um, you know, in the in the context of your career? Yeah, no, honestly, no, I appreciate it so much. This season has definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, I was honestly went in and I was like, hey, if I can just win one event this season, I'll be stoked because it, yeah, it's been a minute since I've won multiple events during the season. So to win three has been so cool. Um, and it's just, it's been a lot of fun. I feel like I enjoyed the ride this year, every event um, has had a different type of challenge, but has also brought in different types of joy. And um, yeah, it's definitely been a, a season that's up there with one of the, the best ones I've had so far. So I'm very, very grateful. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, um, you've been on tour for a long time, 2010, I think you, you qualified. So that's about 13 years now. But one thing that I've noticed is that your surfing just looks sharper and more powerful, more progressive, and I think that it's more calculated and more determined than it's ever been. Do you reckon you're actually in the best form you've ever been in? Oh, my gosh. You are too kind. You're making me blush <laughs> over here. Thanks, oh, look, I, I know um, I'm going hard on the butter. No, I, I'm sorry, but um, I am excited. But but seriously, no, like I'm thinking about I'll, things like you know your air reverse in Newcastle <laughs> a couple of years ago. And then your performances at Pipe and Backdoor in more recent years. And it's like, 
there's just this dedication to improvement. And um, I don't know, that's like plenty to surf for just in that. Yeah, you know, I think for me, um, I what I have like noticed about myself is like I'm definitely um, a heart surfer and I'm someone who like if I'm feeling good personally outside of the water, I think that really translates into my surfing and I've, I've matured and become a woman and more confident in my own skin and who I am and what I want and what success means to me and what happiness looks like and just everything. I think that that also translates into my lines in the ocean. And um, I definitely feel like more myself than I ever have and really good about my surfing right now. Um, I kind of feel like I have a good formula going, so I'm just going to stick with that and hopefully it keeps flowing through the finals. <laughs> mm, yeah, well, that's so interesting that you say that because – I reckon some world champs um, kind of struggle to maintain motivation uh, and interest in the game, like particularly if they have multiple world titles. Like we've seen with John and Gabby, even though like, you know, they've had injuries and, and personal reasons to sort of take a little bit of time away. But it does seem like, you know, to be in a really good headspace with yourself and, and know why you're doing it and know that you love it, uh, I don't know. It just seems that it, it, it helps you become immune to the to distractions and you can tap into motivation much easier. Do you think that that's a sort of the secret to your... No, I, I, I definitely agree to some respects. I think um, for me, I, I'm not going to lie, like motivation has ebbed and flowed at certain times um, of my career and every year it evolves and changes. Um, I think it's very important to me to... You know, I think when I first got on tour, my motivation was very result-based. And I think I found, like, that could be a quick burnout if I'm that's all I'm striving for. And so I've really focused on the last few years on making them more performance-based and character-based. Like, how can I be the best version of myself, um, you know, every day? And how can I be a better surfer and a performer? And I think that for me, that those are the things that, like, really make me excited like this year pipe and and chokes and getting better at my backhand brow writing were like at the top of my list of the things that I really wanted to get better at and I still have a long way to go but I mm. feel like it was so rewarding to see myself kind of step up in the, that arena because I don't feel like that's ever something I've put a lot of like effort in and and like been passionate about like on my own um and finally I'm like okay like I want to see myself push my limits in these types of waves and see how far I can take it. And so for me, yeah, it wasn't, if I'm like happy and I'm focused on things that, you know, are, are all my own, it, I feel like then the results and, and all that stuff kind of fall into place. Oh, that is, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And you can kind of see, I've heard John John say something similar where he's looking for, for ways to win and, and the way that he wants to surf to win is even different. It's not just results-based. He right. wants to tap into some sort of free-surfing mode, apply that to the competition and get the joy of bringing that to that heat structure sort of thing, you know? And I feel like – I even feel like Gabby's kind of looking for that a bit. It, it doesn't look like the, uh, the motivation to just crush and kill and destroy is as powerful as it was when he was a younger <laughs> guy. Um, so, yeah, I find that really interesting. Yeah, but, I mean, I know. you know, you say that your motivation has ebbed and flowed over the years, which makes perfect sense when you've been doing it for so long and you've experienced so much success. But in that time, uh, you know, it sort of 
when you said you were going to step away, COVID happened and you got to kind of have a little bit of a break without having the break. But the other big thing that happened at that time was this explosion of like really young talent, like the Katie's, Molly's, Aaron's and Sierra's just all sort of coming from nowhere and just blowing the lid off uh, this sort of next wave of performance. And I just wondered what sort of influence that had over your motivation and like did it reignite something in, in you to just sort of like get straight back into it? <laughs> you know, I have to be honest, you know, during COVID, I was pretty focused on myself. Um, I, we were in our little bubble and I was just surfing Kiwalos every day in my favorite spots at home, just trying to like get better as much as I could. And, um, and then I think it was like the next, the last year when, you know, the girls really started like for, for me, just, I started to see their potential and their video parts and, um, you know, just seeing that boom of the next generation come mm. up and it's so exciting. Um, it definitely like inspired me, um, to just keep wanting to improve and keep up. And, um, I think it's, interesting to be on the other side of things because I used to be the young one coming up and I'm not the young one anymore and so it's very interesting getting the perspective of what my heroes and my role models had when I was coming up you know and so um it's just a different type of perspective and it's it's a fun energy it's it's like a very hungry energy which I know that in order to compete and and you know, play, play the game with these girls that you ha- I have to like, you know, step up in that way. Mm. Yeah, totally. I mean, they're, they're, they've gone from, you know, the, uh, I guess the ladybirds is what they were christened when they were first coming through, but they've gone from the pool and they're, they're starting to penetrate the CT now. And it's just such an exciting time to be, you know, I'm, I'm just, even the way that it's structured with Molly and Katie having to surf against Caroline, who's that next step up and then Tyler and then yourself. So, you know, there's a really broad and fantastic sort of showcase of, of women's talent across the board there. Um, let's talk about trestles for a sec, because, I mean, obviously, I'd imagine that last year was one of the toughest and most heartbreaking, you know, days of your entire journey. Um, how have you reflected on that and sort of how long did it take you to, to sort of process that and f- sort of feed it into the fuel for a, another campaign? Yeah, I'm... I'm going to be super honest that last year's um, loss to Steph in the finals was super heartbreaking and it did take me a minute to process it. Um, I think I definitely gave myself some time to like feel all the feels and be go through the stages of grief so that I could come out the other end with a better perspective and excitement and motivation for, for this season, you know, and I truly believe everything happens for a reason and, I learned a lot from that situation and what I can do better going into this year. And I also feel like I learned a lot about myself that there is this strength and this resilience that I have. Um, And I'm excited to go back into this year, like feeling good and excited about trestles. Like I've been here for a couple of days and the waves have been small, but just getting to be down on the pebbled beach and paddle out and, just leave last year behind. I'm ready for a clean slate and um, to, to go for it this year with not holding anything back. There's no fear. I've been there. I've seen, I've seen both sides, right? I've won one in the finals format and I've lost one in the format of finals format. And I feel like, you know, I got the worst of the worst and I'm, I'm okay. So it's kind of almost freeing in that way, you know? 
Oh, I just can't believe that you were able to turn it around so quickly and mount the kind of year that you had. I mean, you obviously were able to let it go quite early <clears throat> to drive, you know, a new an entire year that has been, you know, you finished in the gold jersey. Like, it's pretty astounding to go from that sort of pain to that sort of triumph. <laughs> well, thanks. thanks so much. I think it was like... It was really important to, to myself to not let that moment define me, you mm. know, and I think that was a huge motivation for me this year as well. was just like, hey, like, I'm not going to let this keep me from going for it again. I'm not going to let that make bum me out. Um, so I was just ex- it. I was excited to kind of like prove myself wrong and just push myself to be a little bit more fearless and brave and strong. So it's, it's yeah. been a, it's been a journey, but it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, there's still, uh, yeah, a day to go. So one thing I was curious to know from you, you know, you've surfed, uh, two of these days now, as you say, and, um, none of your opponents have experienced, you know, this new format. So do you think there's, uh, an obvious advantage in having surfed, uh, you know, the WSL fin- finals before? Like, uh, is there any difference in the way that you approach this event to how you would approach regular CTs? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm grateful that I have the experience that I do because I definitely have, like, things that I can ha- take confidence from and also learn from. But I thought I had an advantage going into the season into the finals with the first position and look what happened last year. So Mm. I definitely am like not counting like any counting anything out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to obviously like, I'm, I don't know. I'm approaching it like any other comp. It's super exciting. It's the final event event of the year. And I'm going to draw that positivity and excitement and feed off of that energy. But at the same time, like there's work to be done. And I, I just know that I have to keep my head down and play a smart game and and keep it simple. So Mm. That's the plan, hopefully. And um, and uh, we're just about done here. Thanks so much. Um, does that include sort of running tape and a sort of analysing your opponents or do you approach it with a, a much more sort of, um, I don't know, eyes on your own game and, and your own strategies? I mean, I... I definitely look at the top five girls and I know each one of them can win at lowers and each of them have incredible strengths and are in the top five for a reason. Um, I'm looking at it as like, I only have to go up against one and I don't know who that one is going to be. If I spend too much time thinking about anyone else, that's only taking energy away from me and me finding, doing my best surfing. So um, obviously like I, it is a game and it is a surf contest. So I have to, there is some strategy involved, but if I want to do my best surfing, I think it's just about finding my waves and, and, and doing what I've been training to do. Well, I know that everyone in Hawaii and uh, the U S will be cheering you on. And I think it's, but uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say that you've transcended that sort of nationalism and patriotism to a place where, you know, people all over the world will be celebrating another Auntie Riss world title. Like, uh, you know, you, you hold such a special <laughs> place. You're such an inspiration and an uh, incredible surfer. And I think, you know, your soul really shines when you, um, in, in everything that you do. And um, we just love the way that you go about surfing uh, heats, outside of heats. And, uh, yeah, I think you really share the aloha 
all over the world. So, um, yeah, from all the Swellians here in Australia and, and everyone, we just wish you all the best for a magic event, Rhys, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to get your insights before finals day. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed your thoughtful questions and, um, yeah, appreciate all the support in Australia too. Awesome. Have a great comp and, um, yeah, we'll see you at the other side. Sounds great, Fawn. Thanks so much. Competition surfing. Pure tour nerdism.